Hi, and welcome to the awesome DIY wedding planning podcast from Wedding Espresso. Fun, relaxed DIY wedding planning chats with the pros. Now sit back and relax. It's time to carpe wedding diem, baby. Hello, Ray. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, thank you very much. Brilliant. So you are Ray McGonigal and you are from Winton Castle. And the thing I really, really, really want to talk to you today uh, about is um, Winton Castle Weddings intimacy on a grand scale. And it's one of my favorite things because I love that feeling of intimacy. I think that's Mm -hmm. everything that we wanted for our wedding um, up in Inverness. And we also wanted the grand scale. So the chance to yeah. talk to you today about Winton Castle, I'm really excited. So we get stuck in. Now, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Winton Castle is um, a, it's a proper Scottish castle, which we absolutely yep. love. Um, it's an exclusive use wedding venue, which yep. is right up there on our list of important things. Uh, and it's also steeped in history. So yeah. do you want to just tell us a little bit about Winton Castle, its history, and uh, what brides and grooms can expect from the venue as a wedding venue? Okay, so um, the history kind of dates back to the 1400s when the first castle actually stood here. Um, Not much of that castle remains. We have one room downstairs called the cellar. That's the only bit of that original castle that is still standing because it was burnt down in something called the Rough Wooing. Okay. I don't know if if you've heard of that, but essentially it is. I'm not familiar with it, but... Yeah, I'll give you a brief idea, and I'm sure if anyone's into history, I'll probably get some of this wrong, but never mind. Um, So essentially, King Henry VIII wanted his son Edward to marry Mary, Queen of Scots. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time, she was an infant, um, and her family obviously weren't very happy with that idea, so they they pretty much turned that down. Um, So any family that was closely linked with Mary Queen of Scots family was punished for that. Right. So this castle was owned by the Seton family. Mary Seton, um, when she was older, was actually one of Mary Queen of Scots handmaidens. So that gives you an idea about how close the Seton family were actually to Mary Queen of Scots family. So yeah, King Edward's, um, sorry, King Henry VIII's armies came up and they burnt Winton to the ground <laughs> and left what is now our cellar. Right. Um, so the Seton family, being persistent as they are, they built the 1620 half, which I'm sitting in at the moment. Um, they built that on top of the ruin. So this back half of the castle, um, 1620 Jacobean, uh, decorated decorated in the style of the French Renaissance. So I don't know if you can see, but there's some amazing ceilings yeah, up there. Stunning! I could just see that poking and poking yeah. out the top there. <laughs> um, so the back half is probably the more intimate, cosy part of the castle. Okay. And uh, the Seton family unfortunately lost the castle after the Jacobean uprising because they were Jacobite supporters. Um, it was then bought over by the Hamilton Nisbet family who owned quite a lot of East Lothian at the time. And then they added on quite a large extension at the front, which if I was around there, just through that door is the extension through there. So that's kind of our main dining room, bar area, right. front hall. So the rooms through that side are much more open um, more reception kind of areas a lot more people can fit in there um, and the Hamilton Nisbet family married into the Ogilvy family who are the current owners so they actually live on one half of the castle okay. and we have use of the other so it's kind of a semi-detached house kind of scenario um, but our unique selling point is that it is because it is the family home 
we kind of piggyback off of that family home feel, which is where that intimacy comes from. Right. Um, so it feels lived in. There's constantly housekeepers kind of keeping up to date. The owner, Sir Francis Ogilvie, does actually work in property himself. So any um, anything that we make on the events goes straight back into the building. So quite a lot of the time, every couple of years will be like a big refurbishment project. Right, so fantastic. the most recent was the bridal suite that was redone two, three years ago now. Um, so it's just kind of a, it's constantly evolving. So um, the next project is to add two more bedrooms in as well. So at the moment we've got eight bedrooms, but we'd like to get up to that magical number of 10. Gotcha. Um, so hopefully in the next couple of years that'll happen. Um, but yeah, back to the family home feel. Um, Francis and Dorothy, they love the fact that people use the castle. Obviously, it's far too big for them. They're a family of six, but there's no chance that they can make use of these rooms. So it was about 15 years ago that Francis decided to open up the castle for exclusive use events um, and he just loves the fact that it's used and although they don't really get involved with the planning of the weddings which some of us might say is a good thing but <laughs> um, quite often when the the wedding's been and they're having breakfast the next morning he'll come in and, and just say hi to them and see how everything was oh, so lovely, yeah. they, they still get a touch of that mm. kind of family home feel like welcome to my castle and um just ch checking that everything was all right um but another unique thing is that the the team that works here myself included we've been here for such a long time so I actually grew up on the estate. I started working here when I was 14 years old. Wow, okay. Um, so that's 18 years now that I've kind of done different jobs and I've, I've been in the role of wedding manager now for nine years. Um, so we've got a vested interest in the property. It's not just mm. a venue that we work in. It's, sure. it's almost like a second home for me. I know all about the history. I've got my own history here. So uh, when we're selling it, it, there's a lot more personality to it. And um, yeah, so we just try and get that family home feel throughout the process. The fact it is a family home, the fact that most of the staff are pretty much from here and, and see it as a second home themselves. Um, another thing that we do is that we only do 20 weddings in a year. Right, so okay. <clears throat> um, we're quite unique in that sense. Um, and there's actually three reasons why we do this. Um, because it is a family home, we obviously have to maintain that balance between a home and a business. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we don't want the Ogilvies to feel like they live in a, a, mm. a wedding factory of course, as such. Of course. Um, so that's one of the reasons we do it. But it, it's kind of a best of uh, both worlds for everybody, the fact that we do limit it. Because um, as you can probably see behind me, there's quite a lot of old antique furniture We've got a library just through the door behind me there. Books dating back to 120 years, very yeah, old. Okay. Um, and we want to be able to offer the venue as the full package. So if mm -hmm. people want to pick up the books and read them, they're very welcome to. When people want to sit on the furniture, that's absolutely fine. We don't have any don't touch or don't sit on signs on anything. It's here to be used as a home. It's not a museum. Right. Um, so if you can imagine if we had a wedding every week, it would start to take yes a yeah absolutely yeah. see it kind of starting to exactly. the stress on the system yeah. I, I can understand that yeah so that's another big reason that we we limit it to the 20 and also just for the couple it offers much more 
for personal service, a lot more flexibility. Um, so we get to know our couples quite well. Mm. Um, so on the day itself, we've probably met them a good two, three times. We've probably met most of their family already as yeah. well. It's like menu tastings. So when they actually arrive for the weekend, they they see whoever has took their booking from the first initial inquiry right through so we don't pass it over at any point to somebody else to run it gotcha. we do everything right through to sending them off waving them off the next day at the door so um it just means that they they trust us they can relax they know that everything's in hand when they when they arrive so yeah those are the three reasons why we do the the 20 weddings a year yeah i think i can totally understand why you're focused on intimacy and what it means to you because it's really really clear that you know intimacy is is there at every single level of, of yeah. what you offer Absolutely. yeah and uh, we've got the intimate side but also we do have a genuine castle here so um, we can get up to 100 for ceremony and um, dinner in the dining room we can also offer the option of doing uh, 140 dining in the castle, but for that we do have to split over three rooms. Okay. So um, some people automatically go, oh gosh, no, I, I don't like that idea because they want everyone in the same room together. Sure. <clears throat> but we usually do about three or four weddings a year that are quite happy actually to split over the rooms mm -hmm. um, and we've had it where the bride and groom have just kind of done a, a absolutely meal, between the rooms absolutely exactly yeah. so they'll do the start in one room the main in the other and the dessert in the third room so no none of the rooms kind of feel like they've been left out yeah, as absolutely, such yeah. um, and because it's an exclusive use venue and um, all the rooms kind of lead into each other you just get a bit of a house party vibe mm. um, so yeah we've, we've done it quite a few times as I said and we don't ever feel like it has a, a weird atmosphere when we do it um, it it's done quite well in my opinion um, but um, we also have the option of doing marquees outside and everything like that so we can kind of do numbers up to 250 um, so yeah we, we can do intimate affairs so i think the smallest wedding we've done was um 13 people oh, wow, okay <clears throat> yeah so they took the the castle and all the bedrooms and just kind of had a really nice chilled family intimate Fantastic. wedding yeah. um and then the biggest one that i've done in the last couple of years was 180 so wow. that was um wedding ceremony and meal out in the marquee yeah. drink reception in the evening in the castle so uh, we can do the small things we can do the big things we're pretty flexible. <laughs> Absolutely cool. And thank the heavens that people aren't roaming the countryside burning these places down now because that, that would exactly. be, a, yeah. yeah, things have changed. <laughs> things have changed a lot over the years. <clears throat> cool. Yep. So when um, couples come to see you then, what do they typically go, wow, um, I love this? What, what is it that gets them really excited? The first one is probably the Octagon Hall, which is the, the room just kind of that direction to here. So that um, is part of the Hamilton Elizabeth's extension from the 1800s. It was refurbished five years ago. Okay. So um, I don't know if I can probably take you through if you want to see it. <laughs> you should go and have a look. Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. <clears throat> right. I can't, I'm Why on not? Why not? So this was redone five years ago. So as you can see, it's a beautiful octagonal room. You've got a cupola up there. And if I turn you around, you can actually see the original no, stone yeah, of, course. Right. of the older half of the castle. So Excellent. you've got, I don't know if you can see the door down there. We can. That was one of the original front doors. Wow. 
of the castle before the extension was added, and that's our, our new bar area. So quite often when people come into the, the octagon hall, that's the first wow, because it's an unusual shape, mm -hmm. and the way that the Ogilvies, um redid it when they, when they refurbished it, brought a bit more of the castle element back in with the natural stone that, that we found. Um, the second one would be the bridal suite. So, okay. as I said, that's the one that we just did about two, three years ago. Um, and similarly, they tried to get quite a lot of the exposed stonework back in there. And then they added in uh, an ensuite uh, bathroom, shower room into that, that room as well, um, which is fairly large. So <laughs> guaranteed if I'm ever showing a couple around from London, that the words that every one of them mutters is, this is bigger than my flat. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> can, I can much almost picture London, it, yeah. <laughs> London uh, flats, but yeah, um, that's, that's probably the second wow. But to be mm -hmm. honest, I don't think we've got any room that doesn't have a little mm -hmm. bit of a, of a wow factor to it. So that's that's quite good. <laughs> I mean, even the, the grounds, I think the setting is, is wow, isn't it? I mean, it's like outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Well, the garden's just on this side of me here. This uh, We've got a balcony that looks out onto the terrace gardens. So there's three different layers that leads down to a loch that we actually added in about 18 years ago. So it's a handmade loch, um, but it's fed by the River Tyne. Okay. It runs just behind it. Um, and the story behind that was that Francis was in his kitchen one day when it was just a field and the Tyne had flooded into the field. And he looked down and thought, oh, that looks quite nice. So um, he put in a, a loch. <laughs> Awesome. So that, yeah, that's quite a popular photo spot down there. So there's a nice pier that juts out onto yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen the photos. The they look incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic. So, so um, couples then, what sort of questions do they normally have for you? What, what are they asking? Um, a lot of them, it's usually food and drink. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably the main uh, questions that they ask. And um, also about accommodation. So the more practical questions. Um, I usually add in history of the castle as I go, but to be honest, that's not really why they're here most of the time. Sure, yep. <laughs> they want to know about the food, the drink, and the accommodation. Um, so accommodation-wise, we've obviously got the eight bedrooms in the castle, hopefully becoming ten shortly. Uh, we also have three self-catering houses on the estate. So in total, we can sleep 56 so That's a good moment. number. That's a really good number. Yeah. So um, it's usually more than half of the guest numbers mm -hmm. for most of the weddings that we do, because most of our weddings are usually about 80 to 100 people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, more than half can stay on the estate itself. And to be fair, um, you're not actually that far from Edinburgh, are you? So I mean, no, the options, options are plentiful. I mean, it's... Exactly. Yeah. I mean, most of them, if they don't have people staying here, because we are so close to Edinburgh, it's a half hour coach ride back into Edinburgh city centre after the wedding. So yeah, not far at all. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then food and drink wise, yeah, obviously it's, it's very important for people to kind of know the scenario there. So again, we're kind of unique in the way that we work the catering side of things here. So we do work with three caterers. Okay. Um, they range from kind of your restaurant quality, bordering on fine dining, right through to your more rustic kind of sharing boards. We can even do hog roasts mm -hmm. and, and buffets and that kind of thing. Um, but the way that we work, it's slightly different from other venues that use outdoor caterers. So um, a lot of places will essentially bring the caterer to run the event for you. So they'll okay. event manage it, they'll provide all the staff, they'll do the food and that kind of thing. Here we like to keep quite tight control of 
the staffing of it again because it is the family home um, we prefer people to know the venue and to kind of have a link to the venue so our caterers they'll bring in the chef they'll bring in the food but all of the staff and um, the event managers are our own so they're they're right. in-house yeah um, so when I'm not actually hosting a wedding, quite often I'm ops managing it for one of the other um, wedding managers and vice versa. They'll do that for me. Um, and again, it just means that if people want to ask questions about the history of the castle, they can ask any member of staff and they'll be able to kind of tell them a bit about the, the castle itself. Um, so, yeah, you've got the flexibility of having the choice of caterers mm-hmm. and what style you like. But you also have that benefit of staff who kind of know the venue and uh, know a bit about the history of it as well. Magic. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. So just to put you on the hot spot then, what's the most surprising thing that's ever happened to you at Winton Castle at a wedding? Surprising? Mm. Oh, gosh. I don't think I've ever been surprised on the day. That's a good sign. I've had some uh, funny requests. So we've had um, quite a few people bring horses along, mm-hmm. um, which is great. However, I am highly allergic to horses, oh, so no, I can't right. go okay. anywhere near, near them. Um, had, they, had they informed you like prior or was this just a Yeah, surprise? they did ask yeah, permission, okay. so that was fine. Um, oh, we did have a wedding actually in May who were staying two nights. And on the Friday night, um, the fire alarm went off <laughs> just before the bedtime. Oh, no. So we had the fire brigade out, um, but they got some really great photos in the, the fire yeah. engine. <laughs> um, so that was a bit of a story to tell after that that wedding. So uh, luckily it wasn't on the day itself. It yeah. was just when the there was, uh, yeah, the overnight guests staying. Um, and luckily they were all quite... Um, <laughs> uh, let, made, made, an event, made an event out of it. Yeah, yeah, they made the most of it. Yeah. Um, and I think that was just a case of um, soot from a chimney, I think, had got into one of the the sensors. Um, We've had a few interesting ideas. So I did a wedding last December where the groom's family actually built a chalet um, because the bride was German. Right. Um, and the groom was Scottish. Um, so they built a German style chalet like the ones that you get at a Christmas market. Oh, okay. and yeah, built yeah. that out on our peacock balcony. And um, we were serving mulled wine and hot oh, chocolate wow. from inside that the chalet. Very so unique. that, that was cool. quite nice. Yeah, it's pretty like cool. It. Yeah, it's a shame we didn't keep the chalet, but never mind. So just wheel <laughs> um, it into the stock room and pull it back out when you need exactly. it. Exactly. Sell the chalet. Yeah. Um, we also did quite a lot of fireworks. Um, out along the balcony at the back so that's obviously a really nice um addition to put in um but yeah i think those are probably the most it's mm, a, a good mix it's a good mix things. yeah uh-huh. so brilliant um just before because running out of time here but just before we go um do you have any planning tips that you can share with brides and grooms who are currently planning their weddings planning tips do everything in good time <laughs> Um, write lists, take lots of notes. Um, and it's always helpful these days to have a wedding website. Okay. I know these are just kind of taking off, but um, we've had quite a few weddings who've had them mm-hmm. and we've been given access to them. And for things like getting RSVPs back, if you've got a choice menu, it's so much easier just to for your guests to go on your website and choose your menu and that saves you from chasing people by Mm -hmm. phone or by email individually um so yeah i think if you are at all techie (laughs) 
in that you can make a website. Yeah. Um, I would definitely recommend doing that. Um, but just, yeah, try and be relatively organised. And if you do um, have a venue like us who will do a lot for you, just make sure that you keep them in the loop about everything so that there aren't any kind of surprises on the day that, that aren't expected. Um, and enjoy it. I mean, it's, best, it's a once best in a tip life, of all that, isn't yeah. it? Enjoy it. <laughs> it's yeah. a once in a lifetime, hopefully, experience. So make the most of it. If you're getting stressed, ask why you're getting stressed. And um, maybe the thing that you're getting stressed about, you should maybe um, try and resolve in a, a less stressful way. <laughs> it's probably something really small. If you actually boil down exactly. to it, it's probably something exactly. really insignificant that you can just cross off a list or, you know. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Making mountains out of molehills and things like that. Yeah. Just keep everything in perspective. Brilliant. Well, Ray, thank you so much for um, for sharing with us today and the virtual tour. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> never, that had one of, never had one of those before. So that's a, that's a special for today. Um, yeah. And if anybody wanted to grab any more information on Winter Castle, where would they go to find it? Uh, you can go to our website, so that's www.wintoncastle.co.uk um, and on there there's pages for weddings, there's pages for the self-catering accommodation, they've got their own pages and uh, there's also pages about activities. So we also do quite a lot of stag and hen groups as well. So we do clay pigeon shooting, highland games, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that's a one-stop shop, the website. Excellent stuff. <laughs> Right, well, Ray, thanks again so much for sparing the time to uh, oh, share welcome. that with us. Really, really appreciate it. It's been lovely to have you. Um, yeah, maybe we can catch up in the future and uh, and see how you guys are getting on and, and all the exciting weddings that you're Yeah, you and if you're ever in Nice, slow the end, pop in. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, we'll pop in for a coffee. That would be awesome. <laughs> we're, always, we're always up in Scotland, so I mean, why not? Yeah, we'll just, uh, yeah, we'll just do it. Yeah, it's a nice place to we'll we'll <laughs> Brilliant. Ray, thank you so much. And, you're welcome. Um, we'll speak to you soon. Take care. Thanks, James. Okay, Cheers. Bye. bye. <laughs>